Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Latch Mama podcast. It is Melissa coming to you from the Latch Mama headquarters outside of Richmond, Virginia. And today we are talking about friendship. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. Um, we have Shannon Siriano Greenwood here, who is the CEO of Rebel Brand, which helps support and facilitate friendship and all sorts of stuff um, with women. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm excited to talk about this because I feel like so few of us actually like really talk about the fact that sometimes friendship for women, especially mothers too, can be hard. Right. Yeah. We yeah. think we should just be able to do it. Yeah. And it's so hard because I don't really feel like outside of trying, we've really created the safest space for mothers and women to really kind of find and meet people. Yeah, yeah totally. Can you tell me a little bit about what you've created? Because we've been talking about it since before we started podcasting. And I was like, okay, we need to stop and we need to podcast <laughs> because what you're saying is so fantastic right now. Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, Rebel is about sharing the stories of women and whether that's like sharing them on a stage to an audience or sharing them between people. Um, it's really important to create those connections. And I can't agree more that you know, making friends, especially as an adult is like super hard and nobody talks about that. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of people that talk about like finding your perfect person and like romantic partnerships. There's like 10 billion websites like match and all of those. But for friends, you're kind of like, nope, just figure it out. Yeah. And that human connection is so important. I mean, I feel like no matter what stage um, women are in their lives, finding that connection outside of maybe their romantic relationship or their, you know, their family is so incredibly important for all of us. Right. Yeah. It's even if you're lucky enough that like those are really strong. Yeah. Right. You need it. And for some people, those aren't really strong. And that's when it's even more important. But then sometimes even harder to like make the move. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you got started doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So like, I'm not a friendship expert by any <laughs> means. It's not like I like grew up with like tons <laughs> of friends. Um, actually I grew up, um, I was a ballet dancer okay. when I was a kid, which meant like I was with these girls all the time, but yeah. we were all kind of competing with each other. So yeah. it wasn't until I was an adult and I had a baby and I looked around and I was like, oh, wow, I have no supportive relationships outside of the people who are legally bound to me. So yes. I feel um, like so many of us have been in that spot. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, I have, I mean, maybe one hand's worth and you can yeah. whittle it down to like who I would truly go to on a really, really terrible day that I needed. I mean, I, yeah, there aren't many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's very normal, yeah. right? Like we are kind of in this society right now that tells us like you're supposed to be able to do it all on your own. Yeah. And like needing help is 
means you're weak and asking for help is very uncomfortable. Um, and those are all the kinds of things that we address with our programs and rebel. And it's not always in the lens of like friendships, but just in general, learning how to ask for help, learning to put yourself out there and be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Those are always you're going to develop relationships that are supportive to you, whether it's friends that you call Absolutely. when you have a bad day or people when you need other things. Absolutely. And we talk about that so much in the podcast. I feel like almost every single topic we talk about comes back to that whole like you don't have to do it alone. Like I remember when I finally decided, I think my son was four or five, I finally decided to find a speech pathologist because it was something that I was like, oh, I I think he might need some help. And then I met her and I was like, oh my gosh, there's people in this world who were like literally there to help us with these things that we're struggling with. Like we're not supposed to be perfect with everything we do. Like it's, yeah, man, it's an incredible moment, especially in motherhood when you have the confidence to say, Hey, you know what? My kid's struggling or, Hey, you know what? As a family, we're struggling with this. What happens if I go find a resource or what happens if I go find that supportive relationship? Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. But do you know how many women walk around, especially mothers thinking exactly oh, what yeah, you just I'm said? I'm supposed to figure it out. Absolutely. I'm supposed to figure it out. I'm supposed to be an expert in this. They're my kid. I'm supposed to know how to help them. No, you know what? You're not, no. you know, you're, you're not supposed to know it all. Um, so definitely facilitating those relationships is such an important thing. And, you know, giving women the confidence to learn that it's okay to ask for help, which is so huge. Yeah. So well, huge. it's bananas to me, the people that I essentially am teaching these mm-hmm. things because they're women that are like very successful yeah. in, like in external measures, right? Like yeah. they've achieved career status. They have the house. They have a beautiful yep. family. Like it looks like they're doing great, but they're like absolutely depleted and exhausted because they literally never let anyone help them. Yeah. I'm like, hello. It's in- it's it, it's <laughs> so incredible. Like I was talking, you know, to because I mean, we all we all ask for help. I have an amazing therapist that I work with, but she was like, we were talking about something that I was struggling with, and she's like, well, you've gotten to the point where you definitely can hire people to help you with the kids. Like that's going to be okay. But let's talk about this aspect of it, which is the emotional aspect of it. So I feel like some of us get to the point where we can hire the experts we can find the people to help us with these external things but that moment where you realize that maybe a connection's important or maybe you do have to be vulnerable in a moment i feel like for some of us overachievers or strong-willed you know successful people who have kind of measured it in different ways that aspect's a little bit more difficult uh yeah because being vulnerable is like really hard it's super <laughs> super hard um but what have you found? Like, I mean, I know you do this all the time. And- I do. Yeah. So early in um, our company, we did this workshop where we invited our members to attend. And we had this woman who um, used to work at the Pentagon. And she her like whole job is facilitating brainstorm sessions to like solve problems. Okay. And so we're like, all right, she's going to come. She's going to teach us this thing. Like we all love a brainstorm. But she's like, well, you need a problem that we're going to solve as a group. And I'm like, all right, I got it. I'm making friends as an adult. I was like, because we all don't know how to do it. Yeah. And, but nobody really wants to talk about it. But it was amazing. So we did this like big brainstorm session. And we came up with these essentially like three things that are like important to make friends and so the first thing was blow your mind you have to meet other people (laughs) 
<laughs> which man does that trip people up like you have to probably leave your house Absolutely. or at least get on the internet so like you have to funny. meet people to like, be able to have a friend i remember like dr phil has that thing where he was like i mean we're talking back to romantic relationships but he's like yeah. he always said this thing not to bring up dr phil because who the heck knows if what he knows what gonna, he's talking about okay. but he was like the pizza man's not gonna come show up at your door and like be your boyfriend like you have to put yourself out there like right. you have to show up you have to leave your house yeah or i guess during covid you have to you know Right. You have, to, you have to meet people. And we have some like tools on like how yeah. you can do that, obviously. But that's number one. Number two is repetition. Right. So like in order to like get to know someone, you have to see them more than one time, which again is like so hard for people to get. Yeah. Of Like, oh, my gosh, if we like literally had one conversation, why are we not best friends now? Or uh, now I have to like make time to like yeah. follow up and do I text them? Do they text me? Like it's again, it's back to dating. Like how many days is too many days before they text? Like it's, it's very incredible how making friends and finding dating. a romantic partner are very so similar. Close. Yeah. But the third one and the most important one is vulnerability. You have to be willing to share that you're a human being if you want to connect with another human being. Now, I don't struggle with this part because I'm like a super oversharer. I actually had to like rein it in a little bit to like not tell you all the gory details of my life when we first meet. But the example that we kind of came up with in this workshop was it's inviting someone to your house when your house is messy. Yep. Right. And mm -hmm. like so many of us are so concerned with being judged by other mothers that like we would want to straighten the house and make sure the bathroom's clean and no dishes in the sink. And so like basically like my house will never, ever be appropriate to invite someone over because I have children. And so there's yep. always some mess somewhere. Um, but when you put that like boundary up of like I need to look like I have it together in order to invite this person in that right there is how you can, you're never going to be able to connect with someone if that's your main concern. It's so funny. Cause I think back to like the few friendships that I do have. And I think about the fact of like, who are those people in my life that could come over on those really, really hard days where, you know, maybe it's dinner time, but the kitchen hasn't been cleaned up since breakfast or, you know, maybe there is a ton of laundry on the floor. Like who are those people that I feel most comfortable with? And I feel like that's when you know, kind of know that you've made that friendship connection. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fascinating because motherhood is definitely not a clean thing. No. It's so emotionally and physically messy. I mean, it's right. just, it's, you know, I, I feel like at the beginning of the day, I mean, I think somebody did some study of like how many decisions a mother has to make in, you know, the hours that they're awake. Like it just starts early in the morning and it just finishes late at night from, you know, what the kids eat to what they do or how they behave. And it's just, it's can be definitely overwhelming. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it's a, pra like vulnerability is also a practice, right? Mm -hmm. And like you kind of build that muscle of like, okay, first thing I'm going to let people see my house is not perfect. Okay. Second thing, I'm going to let them know how I'm actually feeling and not just saying fine. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's ways to kind of dip your toes into that. And I do think, um, I mean, you mentioned that you see a therapist. Yeah. I do as well. I think every mother should, I think it should just be like part of the postpartum experience. Um, but right, like once you get more confident in yourself and knowing like, okay, yeah, like because I have dishes in my sink doesn't mean I'm a bad person or yep, a bad mother, absolutely. then you're more comfortable with other people seeing it because you're like, yeah, no, I know I'm not a bad person. Like how, how do we make that change though? Like, I mean, I feel like 
so much. I mean, because we run a pretty large Facebook group here. Like we have mm-hmm. our, you know, brand page and then we have, you know, a little bit more of a, of a private group. Probably has like 10,000, 11,000 people in it. But the amount of stuff that I see that just kind of like breaks my mama heart in the sense that like people are so scared to share these vulnerable things with the real people in their life. So they're sharing them online, which I think is probably giving them some form of connection. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not the real one that we all crave that, you know, that's going to be that trusted relationship that we can call on on those bad days. How do we start other than your three things? Like, how do we start kind of as a motherhood collective, Mm -hmm. you know, really, truly embracing it and stopping kind of the shamey, judgy culture that we have? Yeah, I mean, I'm. My solution to that is I just have to practice what I preach. Yep. You know, I'm a fairly visible person in this community, so I mm-hmm. have to set the example that I want to see for others. And that really is not as hard as it sounds because yeah. I've just learned to show up as myself. And so literally anywhere I go, like it's mm-hmm. in the line at the grocery store and 100%. I see a mom behind me. It's at an event. It's on a podcast. It's literally everywhere I am. Um, I'm just really thoughtful about like showing things that I other people might be embarrassed about that I'm just not. Where did that come from, though? I think practice. Okay. I think um, therapy. I think practice. <laughs> yep. I think just self-awareness. I think surrounding myself with people who are like, thank you for doing this. Yep. Um, you know, I experienced debilitating postpartum depression and was suicidal and went through a ton of ways that I thought I was going to fix that. Um, But what I think that did for me is just realize like once I started talking about it, all these other people are like, oh my gosh, I went through that too. And I'm like, why didn't I know this before? And so I, every once in a while, I'll, even though I'm, you know, pretty far out of that experience, every once in a while, I'll just throw a picture up on my Instagram and be like, hey, just reminder, if someone in your life is experiencing this and they're not listening to you, Here's my phone number. And I have talked to so many of like people I grew up with, their sister or their friend or just literally rando people. And all that I tell them when they call me is like, yeah, no, you're this is there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it wrong. There's something wrong. Stop listening to everyone that's trying to give you advice and just do you. And I've been there, too. I was hoping a car would hit me every time I walk down the street like that's not okay. And if you think things like that and you think it's just you, it's not. And it's not okay. Yeah. And I think after enough of those conversations, I'm just like so aware of how valuable it is to be vulnerable myself and how Mm -hmm. it helps other people that like, I can't go back. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that. Like, I don't know if I've ever sat with somebody who is, I mean, you're probably a little bit ahead of me in that whole thing, but I'm definitely kind of the same path. We started with Latch Mama and it was such, it's been such a road for me in the sense of like just being completely real. And it took me getting a hundred percent beaded, beat, beaded, <laughs> beat down for <laughs> yeah. a while. Um, Cause I modeled the clothes at the beginning and the clothes were terrible and we built this community. And you know, it's so funny though, because you get to the point where it's, it's, it's almost like not to swear on the podcast, but it's like zero shit's given. Like I am here to show people that like mm-hmm. we're all inherently broken. We're not perfect. You know, we're right. who we are. And like, we need to get to the point where we all have had struggles and sharing those struggles is such an incredible aspect of connection and 
the only way, like you said, that we move out of this kind of judgy spiral that we're in in motherhood and move to the point where, you know, we can be there for each other and kind of travel that road together. Well, and I think it's so awesome that you say that, like in the beginning, the clothes were terrible and this is what we've built. Like that is awesome because I do think so many people, whether it's motherhood or entrepreneurship or any, they're like, if it's not perfect right now, then I'm a total failure and it totally sucks. And I'm like, no man, I'm a mess. And I'm successful. 100%. Both of those things. Like Mm -hmm. those are not mutually exclusive things. Like you don't have to, we have like a vision of what a successful woman looks like that we saw in a movie somewhere. And like, that's not real. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I feel like social media does such a terrible job sometimes at, at hitting that home. And I know I sometimes have to catch myself and say, like, why am I posting this on my Instagram story? Is it because the kids are all dressed today and they look nice? Or am I posting this because it looks like I have my crap together when I know that I absolutely don't have it together? And I think that that's been literally the most rewarding part of where we've gotten to as a brand at this point is the fact that like the machine is running kind of beautifully and I just get to be a hot mess to my people and I get to literally connect with them and hear them come back to me and say like thank you like it's the coolest most rewarding aspect better than any amount of money we could ever make or you know brand Mm -hmm. exposure we could ever have is just the idea of I finally get to like show people what really really drives me which is this connection and the support of women and it's, it's so cool. It's exactly what you said. Like, it's the idea that like you've reached the point where you can, you know, drop something about postpartum depression or something and you can see it from, I mean, probably a really terrible time, but from a sense of strength and you get to connect with people and help people now. And it's incredible. I mean, I try. Yeah. I'm not, I can't promise anything. Yeah. But the idea (laughs) that you have the confidence to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's such a change. I feel like in how I live my life now, like it's such a cool kind of twist of, you know, not having to be perfect all the time. I just want to gift it to people. Like I just want to help people get there, you know? Well, and I feel like I'm doing that in that, like I can see the amazing things in other people that they often can't see in themselves. And so like, that's my, that's what I do. Like, I just want to, I don't care who you are. There's something awesome about you. I usually can figure it out in a few seconds. It's awesome. And so I had to do that for myself too. Yeah. And so once I figured it out for myself, it's that much easier to now like with confidence tell other people that, yeah, if something's wrong, something's wrong and it's not, literally you're not a bad person yeah like I think we all walk around with this like oh my god am I a bad person am I a bad mom and it's like no yeah it's not a real thing you're you're human yeah (laughs) right so how talk to me about maintaining said friendships yeah that's always something that I like kind of sometimes like dive into the whole friendship thing but then like at the end of the day I feel like once maybe once you're vulnerable with somebody it doesn't really matter how it's maintained but yeah like what does your life look like I mean quality over quantity yep all day every day mm-hmm. I mean when you're like I can count on a hand yeah. how, like that's awesome and I think that's the other thing that we don't we think we need to have lots of friends and I need to have mm-hmm. lots of relationships and if I don't know tons of people how am I gonna have any friends it's like no if you have like one friend yeah like you're already doing better than most people. And so I am very lucky. I have this core group of girlfriends. There are seven of us total. And we are all so different. Some people, only two of us have kids. Um, a couple people are trying. 
one person like, no, thanks, not for me. And it's actually really nice to have this like mixed bag yeah. of people and some work for themselves, some work for other companies. Everyone is married at this point, but one just got, oh, no, 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 one is not married. Um, so yeah, it's like all across the board. We all met actually doing work for Rebel. So we have a similar mindset of like, we want to support other women. We're not here to compete with each other. We're not here to compare with each other. And it really has just happened over time that like we've all grown close. And so COVID obviously like puts a big damper on a lot of friendships, but we have a group chat. We post random things from like, I'm buying this pillow. Is this a bad decision? <laughs> to I, you know, I'm going through this thing with my family to, you know, high, high and low end of like challenging things that we get feedback from one another. And we made it a point even during COVID that we got together as a group at least once a quarter. And we had to do the test and we had to like make it as safe as possible. But it was like, this is something that's important to all of us. So we're all committing to making this a priority. How many times, so has it always been seven or was it six and you all had to decide like vote in a seventh or has it dropped out? Would it ever be eight? Like where? I don't know what would happen to the evolution of the group. I mean, we just... I think, it, I mean, there were other people involved in Rebel that yeah. maybe were just not as interested in the extra, like the hanging yeah. out of things. Mm-hmm. So this has probably been like two years that we've all been really close. And I feel like some of us have other relationships with individuals okay. in the group that maybe yeah. are starting. Like I have a couple of people that are like my go-to phone a friend that are just a little more grounded than I am. <laughs> and then I have some of them that are like really chaos like me. And so like when I'm really excited about something, then I want to call them. So like yeah. you have different they people for different, different things. But at the end of the day, all of us do get along and none of us are jealous people. So like if three people get together, no one is upset. Like awesome. it doesn't mean that you're yeah. out. It doesn't mean that no one likes you. It's literally just like, they were probably on their way to do like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like not my problem. I also feel like when you do the work that you're doing and you guys are doing it together, most of you probably in that group have learned the vulnerability piece and have learned those steps of like, Hey, it's okay. Like, it's okay that those people are together. Like if it makes me feel this way, Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell somebody that it makes me feel this way and it's going to be okay. Totally. Which is so abnormal. I feel like. Yeah. No, like actually being like, um, thoughtful about your relationship and talking through challenges yeah yeah no we're Ew. a bunch of like, weirdos I, I don't think i'm there yet because i like just <laughs> got the sweats like talking through a relationship that's crazy um, i know it's, it's very grown up it's very right it's very grown it's very healthy too it's, it's very, very healthy. healthy and yeah i mean and i'm sure there have been squabbles in the group about mm-hmm. dumb stuff and it's just then you just take a little space from each other and then it is what it is like yeah, I know. I'm in very healthy grown-up relationships right now. What's it's really going impressive. On? What uh talk to me about the name Rebel. Yeah. So we we chose the name before we really knew what we were. Like okay. we chose the name um for the first conference and um actually a woman who was working with us at the time, she was getting ready to open a women's only co-working space. So, and she has this amazing branding background. So it's just like, did you have any names that you like didn't pick for your business that you could like give me? And she gave me a list. Rebel was the first one. I was like, great. I like it a letter R. And so we just kind of randomly picked it. But as we've gone on, I think what we are realizing 
we are very rebellious in that we're like, no, you can like yourself even if you're flawed. Yeah. And like, no, you don't have to do things the way all the other people in your friend group are doing things. And like, no, you don't have to subscribe to this like success is achievement. Like that is rebellious. Like it's I love totally it. off the chain for so many people. And so I feel like we've kind of grown into embracing the name even more so than when we chose it. It's so funny because it goes back to that whole, we were just talking about a few minutes ago, like when we started Latch Mama, like literally it was picked over breakfast. Um, I think Carly Hamilton has done some yeah. work with you guys. We were at breakfast one morning and I was like, I really like the name... <laughs> I can't even say it. This is like the inside joke. I really have the name Suckle Duds. And she's like, Suckle Duds? And I was like, yeah, you know, like like the baby is suckling. And she's like, no. See, and that's so a before, good friend right there. Yeah. So before we left before we left breakfast that morning, I was like, how about Latch Mama? And she's like, that sounds great. And it's so funny how like, I mean, I could have focus grouped it. We could have waited six months before we had a company name. I didn't know what I was doing then. I had no idea it was going to build anything of substance so we just ran with it but it's really cool how you just kind of grow into the name and like yeah. latched can mean so many different things it can mean in friendship it can bring baby like it's been such a cool evolution like you said of the name where you just kind of you know roll with it and make it make it work it's flawed sure it doesn't fit everything everywhere we want to go as a brand but you know what it, you it figure that matter. out you when figure you get it there. out it's such a great like lesson in life too. Like yeah. you don't always have to know where you're going or you know what the exact plan is too. So Yeah. So our um other program that we run other than the conference and the events we call Swell. Okay. And so that's our peer mentoring group. So literally we have women fill out an intake form and then we match them with other women that are going through similar challenges or have specific things in common. And so I remember when we were picking that name, we were getting all in our heads about it and like yeah. freaking out of like, okay, like, but like what other companies are using this and like, should we like, and then finally I was like, we got to get this out like next week. So somebody just got to pick a name. Cause I got to figure out how I'm going to like even put it on materials. Yeah. And so like, just call it swell and we'll figure it out later. And same kind of thing. It's like, well, actually this makes total sense total for sense. us because yeah. what we're trying to do is lift all women up by connecting them with each other and providing these supportive networks and supportive relationships. So yeah, just pick the name. It's fascinating. So what's next? Speaking of not knowing where you're going, yeah. like, talk to me about like big dreams, goals. How big? I don't know. As big as you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great question. I think right now we are planning this conference in November and I just really want it to happen. Like having women in a room together is just such a powerful, powerful thing. And I really hope to be experiencing that again soon. So that's next. Um, the other thing is we're trying to reach out to more women in corporate working environments. We're in such a weird time of like work from home and mm -hmm. take care of your entire family yep. and are you going back in the office what supports did you essentially lose when we all went home that now you have to build back in if you're going back to a commute and yeah. there's just a lot of weight on women and working women in the workplace right now that we're trying to figure out other ways to support them so we're creating programs for women in corporate environments um, but when I say working women, I know people always question this of like, well, what does that mean? It's like, no, literally every woman on this earth is working. Absolutely. Like every single one. <clears throat> There's no such thing as a working mom or a not working mom. Literally every mother is working. 
Um, but this focus on women that are in a corporate environment, I think is an interesting space for us to go in. We've traditionally been very entrepreneurial, mostly because like our ideas are very entrepreneurial of like, oh my God, like don't be miserable and like your life. Like that is obviously only (laughs) for people that don't have a job. Um, which I don't believe is true, but I think people are more open to, okay, like what is this hybrid? What does hybrid look like? What do I want my life to look like? Because I have now this different power to like go back to my employer and be like, this is what I need to be successful, which just wasn't a conversation mm-hmm. on the table um, in the before time. Yeah, we've been talking a lot. Um, we have a piece coming out and it's probably going to already have come out once this podcast is released um, on the CBS morning show in the next week, I think, which is crazy, but about how women, once they have babies, are not the same person. And they are allowed to come back to work with different needs and they're allowed to actually have a conversation with their employer about what they need it to look like or, you know, the fact that maybe they don't want motherhood to be diluted to pumping breaks and a picture on their desk. Maybe they do want a little bit more flexible hours. And on the other side of COVID, being able to actually say, hey, you know what? This is what I did for you the last year when I was working remotely or when I was working hybrid, like... Let's try and, you know, can we keep this here even though, you know, you're asking me to come back to the office? You know, what can we adapt at this point? And just really, really change that conversation of the fact that a woman's not just an employee, you know, like she is so many things and we need to respect that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I look forward to watching it. Those are the conversations I want to have, right? Yeah, because it's, it's so what, I mean, not to go all the way into the whole women have to have babies, but the whole pregnancy childbirth experience, although I feel like some employers see it maybe as a threat on the other side, it can teach a woman so much and she can become such a larger asset to a company or to an organization on the other side of it, just because she learns her strengths and she learns how to speak for herself and advocate for herself. And she learns, you know, that she can operate maybe with a little bit less sleep. She can maybe learn how to ask for help. I mean, can you imagine like overachiever all of a sudden realizing that at work she's struggling with something and she actually asks for help, how much more productive she could actually be? It's, Yeah, I mean, I think the lesson I learned from motherhood is prioritizing. Uh Like, hello, ain't nobody got time for all this, you know, extra. Like, what is the main goal? What is the thing that I'm here to focus on? And like the ability to do that is incredibly valuable to an employer. Absolutely. I don't think anything else teaches you that like motherhood does for sure. Um, This has been amazing. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Will you come back? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I feel like we could just shoot the shit for hours. Yeah. Um. Cool. Thank you. Where can people find you? Yeah. So plug it. Instagram ready to rebel. Okay. Same thing for the website ready to rebel dot com, or you can follow me personally s suriano on Instagram. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Probably my favorite podcast ever. Yay. Yes. Cool. Thanks. Good.